and welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Episode, welcome to episode 149 of the Constitutionals Podcast. This is the uh, Corona cast. <laughs> it's very disrespectful. <laughs> People have died from this disease and we're sitting here making jokes about the coronavirus. I don't, I'm not old enough to remember the SARS epidemic. So I don't know if this is how I remember. I remember SARS jokes. I remember tons of SARS jokes uh, as I was blossoming into my comedy enjoyment phase. I remember the jokes from about SARS, but I don't remember. I wonder if you can hear my television in the main room. I have it on Sports Center. They're talking about all of the um, all of the sports that have been canceled. Tons of I, I truly did not believe that this would be the second week <laughs> that the, that the constitutionals, the coronavirus was going to come up on the constitutionals. But as you, as one can imagine, literally everything is being canceled. E3 was canceled. It was last week. It was postponed. It was, it was, it was, it was like taught rumbling about it being canceled, but now it's being canceled. Uh, South by Southwest. Uh, in fact, let's just get into it. Canceling. Well, you know, oh, hold on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in the second half. Uh, listen, I got it. I got some first half stuff to talk about. <laughs> The show is done in halves. <laughs> the good stuff always in the second half. Or maybe it's in the back half. Um, but yeah, stuff's being canceled all the time. Football's been canceled. Basketball, well, no, football's not yet canceled. Basketball's been canceled. And NCAA has been canceled. Jay Billis was just on SportsCenter. And uh, he and he he signed off with, uh, and and I just want to add one more thing. Uh, the NCAA they call us men's basketball and women's basketball. They're not kids. We keep infantilizing them. They're gonna understand that this <laughs> this is a cancel for a reason. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yes, we know Jay. We know they're adults. <laughs> they're but they're still children, and they're they're allowed to. You're allowed to be sad about something. And there are children. They're younger than me. And I'm a young boy. Uh, I want to get into this really quick. Um, last week, Vice News Tonight relaunched over there on the Vice Network. And it's not called Vice Land anymore. It's called Vice on TV or something like that. Um, it relaunched. Also, it's very difficult to watch Vice, Vice Land or whatever it's called. You have to have cable, but it has to have, be a part of your cable package. So it's on DirecTV. But DirecTV, you can't watch it. You you can't watch it unless you have either the cable box or you have you go on the website, which no one wants to do. Also on the website, if you watch if you watch a show from Vice TV, Vice on TV online, um, it pauses the video if you leave the tab. Not just during commercial, it also does it during the show. So you can't just play it in the background. I do that with Conan all the time. I do it with, uh, what else do I watch uh, when I'm supposed to be working? Um, <laughs> it's, I, it's, I work in TV. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I truly can't. So, Vice News Tonight relaunched on Vice on TV. And it is now an hour-long show. I think we've discussed it before. And it's hosted by, um, oh, God, what is his name? I was just, Krishna, I was thinking of it today. I was thinking of it today. Um but it's a it's a slick looking show. It's the same show, except now imagine there are uh, live elements. Oh, Jesus, I just I just hit Vice News YouTube, Vice News tonight. 
This would be great if I had another person on the show, but that'll never happen. <laughs> um, yeah, they're already eight episodes in. Good for them. And I do want to say I do like this show a lot. I do like the show. Um, but his name is, oh my gosh. Oh, Dexter Thomas did like 70,000 stories for these people. <laughs> Uh, I don't see. Oh God! Just give me the vice. Just give me the. Just give me the vice. Vice on TV. This is embarrassing. I really should have had this pulled up, but I didn't. Uh, just give me that. His name is Krishna Andavolu. He's a he's a he's a good host. I don't know. I say great host. He's a good host. But I watched the first episode from last Wednesday, which was I believe the fifth. He's a nervous guy. <laughs> I can tell he's nervous because it's live TV, but they have a giant standing desk flat table for him, and it's a it's a table big enough for panel, obviously. So, like for pan, panel means if some if people join them and talk, um, and he's he's standing at the table, and it's about it comes up to right around his breast area, and his hand and this doesn't come with that. It's like it's like lower around his abs, and his hands are on the table every time he's talking, addressing the camera, talking to the camera. He's his hands are on the table as if he doesn't know what to do with them. Um, and I think in order to remedy that, obviously it's going to take time for this guy to get used to talking to uh, thousands of people. <laughs> Who's watching Vice? Who's watching Vice on TV? I was a proponent for the channel, and then they started playing old episodes of Always Sunny. And if I wanted to watch Always Sunny, I would go to Hulu. <laughs> but if I were, if I were the producers, in order to remedy this, and obviously they. They probably have done test shows, uh, and they and test shows for they do test shows for every you know talk show, where they these usually don't air, and it's usually just they get guests, they have stories, they treat it like a real show, but it's just a show that doesn't air, and they're just a, a test show. So, I wonder if they tested him with a desk and without a desk there, but there are portions of the episode, uh, the first episode at least, where he's not behind the desk. And again, it's not like a desk like Seth Meyers' desk or Conan or when Conan had a desk or Jimmy's desk or Kimmel's desk. It's, uh, let's name them all or Corden's desk <laughs> or Steven's desk. <laughs> okay, we're done. But it's a giant wood table. <laughs> I, I wonder if they tested him without that because and like he kept having his hands in his pocket maybe and he just and he kept over exaggerating with his hands because uh, that's what Hassan Minaj does and it's disconcerting <laughs> that show has not come back it's been off for several months <laughs> but all in all it's the same exact show it just has live elements to it and I, and, and that, I guess that's all you can ask for it's because I, th- I think they have Vice has a lot of utility and I was talking with somebody about this. Vice has a lot of utility where they do, they have good stories. They really, they're, and the, the, the way they breed people, so good, so good. However, I believe that they talk way too much about weed and where I can't take them seriously. <laughs> they talk, and about drugs, period. They talk way too much about drugs. I cannot take them seriously. And, uh, I mean, but, uh, but they do produce things well. Even in live segments, and they had, oh, they uh, the correspond they had live correspondent call-ins, not call-ins, but uh, stand-up segments, um, where they were doing there was a talk back. They were doing correspondence, were talking back to 
uh, what's his name? <laughs> I forgot his name already. <laughs> Condovalu. They were they were talking back to him, and it looks like a movie. It truly does. Like it's it's crazy what they do with the lighting and the cameras, and they're doing it live that these people are talking back to him. Uh, but one of them had uh, there are these things called IFBs, and reporters they can plug them into like a wireless mic pack or their phone which is now i think is the most popular thing is they plug they plug the headpieces earpieces and microphones into their phones so that they can they had they can use an app to talk back to the producer to hear the producers in their ear and they have these little clear bugs put them in there but instead of <laughs> instead of a traditional pack this one guy had one airpod in <laughs> and it was so noticeable <laughs> And the delay with his responses were just, it was just way too, way too slow. And I thought that was the funniest thing. That is the most millennial thing to have an AirPod. And then I thought if that was me, I would have like a power beats. I have, a, I have power beats pros, the wireless, uh, beats, um, the wireless power beats. And I, and like I've had one in, it just sticks out. <laughs> That'd be so bad. Anyway, Vice News tonight, great relaunch. Good for them. It should Vice should not have a channel. And I was a proponent from the get go that they should have a channel. <laughs> but they Vice should not have a channel on television. It is insane. Why does Vice have a channel on television? They bought they had the money. This is when they were rich, when they were cash rich. They had the money, they bought History Two History Channel Two or History Two channel. History is second channel. Uh, and then they made this channel called Viceland and they had, they launched with all these shows, gaycation, the stand up show and garages and stuff and just all these different shows. And then it just got pared down to like three shows. They had that pizza show and a couple other shows and that's it. <laughs> and weed kit, the pizza show, weed kit and you know, some cheap reality shows and they canceled everything else. Whatever. Now they have nothing. This is why they should just be producers. And then they got devalued uh, by Disney and a bunch of other companies. <laughs> like Disney, they, I think they're like a billion dollar value company, and now they're worth like three hundred million, something insanely short, small. Because Disney wants money. I don't know. Any users, let's move on. Reggie Fizabay, who used to be not the president, <laughs> but the American spokesperson of, for uh, N- Nintendo, he's the former boss of Nintendo America. He joins GameStop. This comes from Polygon, written by Charlie Hall. Reggie Fizeme joins GameStop's board of directors. So this is a, this is very interesting for this is a good move. This is an interesting move for him. Good move for GameStop. This doesn't. He's he's going to be part of the board of directors. It means like he's in charge of anything, but he's a. It means he has a voice in the company and he's able to shepherd them in a different direction. Now GameStop has been redesigning some stores, and I believe in the test cities of Oklahoma city, I believe in Oklahoma, I believe is where I believe <laughs> when I just started singing, I believe I can fly. <laughs> and then I just get right back to the episode. <laughs> I used to think when I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he's going to be, so they, so they, they're redesigning some stores and it's, uh, the test stores now are able to, and I saw a picture a couple of weeks ago. You, it's a place where 
people can come and bring their board games or bring their PCs, bring their consoles and just play with people. And, uh, and then like the other third of the store is dedicated to actually selling video games, but they want to sell merch and they want to sell, they want it to be a place where people come and hang out. Uh, there, the GameStop's here in Atlanta. I don't know if there is a, they have a deal with Walmart, but every Walmart has a GameStop near it. And I don't want to go to, that TV is so loud. <laughs> I don't want to go to GameStop, uh, because I just, it's just, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to hang out in a GameStop. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't do this <laughs> ever, <laughs> but I just wouldn't want to hang out in a GameStop. Um, and then you're also around that Walmart traffic. Oh, God. Anyway, Reggie's joining. He retired from Nintendo. He's going to join um, uh, this. He's also joined by William Bill Simon from Walmart. Speaking of Walmart. Cadbury Schweppes, PepsiCo, and Nabisco. And uh, James J.K. Semantic, Semantic from PetSmart Academy Sports and Outdoors Sam's Club. So those are all good companies. All successful companies. I don't know about Academy, but those are all successful companies. Uh, and they're and they're all taking their seats immediately on the board. So this is going to maybe, uh, yeah, he's going to be one of ten. They're all going to be one of ten board members guiding the company through twenty twenty and beyond. So maybe we'll start seeing the effects of maybe they'll start rolling out this new redesigned GameStop, and then also they'll talk about. Um, just moving GameStop in a direction that can make physical sales and the stores uh, rise up. Because I have nothing against GameStop. A lot of people on the internet, they're like, oh, GameStop, they, they're they going to buy my game for $4 and sell it for $54 and blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, I get that. But uh, I'm very dedicated to GameStop because when I was uh, uh, but a broke, you know, mid-20s boy... <laughs> So very recently, uh, I would trade in old games I had to to GameStop, and you know they're probably one of the only three stores, you know, other than a mom and pop DVD shop that'll take video games. And and uh, even if I went to CD Warehouse, which is a great store, and I love it, I love buying DVDs and movies and Blu-rays and and TV shows and albums there and records there, but you know they're still going to give me what a dollar more than GameStop, if that, fifty cents more. So I don't I don't crap on GameStop. I have no issues with them. Don't be so. Uh, I do have another story. Pete Buttigieg is going to host Jimmy Kimmel Live. I'm going to take that out, but he's hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. The night I'm recording this, uh, for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows if there's going to actually? I don't. Th- I got an email that said Jimmy Kimmel Live and James Corden are not going to have um, audiences, and neither are the New York. Late night shows. So Colbert, Fallon, um, and uh, Myers. Sam B did not have one last night, and she just had her writers in the and her stat, her crew members in the audience, and it was a very funny episode because they wrote jokes that she hadn't seen. So she would deliver these very like this topic, and then there would be a punchline, and it would just be her laughing and trying not to break. And it was a, it was a great episode. Uh, and then I watched the Daily Show. And from last night with Merritt Bill de Blasio and Lil Dicky. And uh, there was an audience in there. So <laughs> maybe everyone's doing it. Conan's still going to have an audience. I haven't seen anything about him. So, But Ellen's not. And they're on the same lot. I think they're right across the street from each other. Uh, they're really close. The buildings are really close to each other. Let's move on. 
to the second half of this show <laughs> because this is running long. Uh, we'll come back in a half second. <laughs> and welcome back to the show. <laughs> see if we can do that in a, in a manner that's not awesome. Maybe if I edited this correctly, we'll see. Um, I don't want to talk tell tales out of school, but hopefully by the time next week, by this time next week, when I'm recording this episode, the next episode of the show, by next week, I hope to have a different recording device, like a real recording device. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't know why I said that out loud, but I feel like I need to. Joy Behar is taking time off of The View in order to address the coronavirus. (laughs) All right, let's move on. This next one comes from Rioting. Written by Brian Steinberg. You know what? I really don't care about this story. I just put it on there because I didn't think I was going to have something to talk about. Let's uh, move on down to... Let's talk about when a movie is a movie, theater movie. This comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Boy, I really should have read this stuff. Work's been slow. We're getting uh, getting a couple of new series in. And uh, your boy is going to have to watch them all. One show he's heard of and seen through at least five times and the other not. So one show I'm going to have to watch again for the thousandth time. I'm not complaining because I do like the show. It's How About Your Mother. (laughs) Uh, I get to watch it again. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) Who knows? It's not going to be great. I'm going to be burned out like I was burned out in the Westerns. What? This comes from uh, Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood's New Dilemma. When is a movie worthy of movie theaters? Written by Mia Galupo. Nearly every major studio soon will have its own streamer, but what separates a theatrical title from straight-to-digital remains elusive as producers complain that execs, quote, keep moving the target. So, the word theatricality is being used at pitch meetings in such a conservative way, I guess is what she's getting at, that movies are now either being pitched as streaming movies or theater movies. And it makes sense. But when you have a vision as a director or a filmmaker, period, a writer, an actor, and you think your movie is going to be is going to play well uh, in a world where there's only blockbusters, there's only Oscar bait movies, award season movies, festival season movies, then where do you lie? Where do you stand in that world? Movies. It's got to be a movie. Here's a quote. It's all about. Uh, it's all. It's about what audiences are actually going to pay fifteen dollars for. That's the. That's a quote from two years ago. Uh, producers, reps, and execs are wondering what exactly makes a studio a streaming movie. Industry insiders told THR the companies and their streamers seem to be far from a clear conclusion. Collusion. Uh, there are many factors that go into the decision, but this is from veteran entertainment attorney Ken Zifferin. But I think the main one is that P&A for a theatrical feature and a, with a worldwide release would be at least $40 million more than a streaming film. Despite her star status, Melissa McCarthy's latest releases for New Line disappointed the box office. Life of the Party, which I saw in theaters by myself. I was truly the only person in there. Uh, grossed 65. I should not touch my face because we have this corona thing. 
grossed $65 million domestically on a $30 million budget, and the kitchen earned $12 million on a reported $38 million budget. It's something all studio executives are aware now. Uh, this is a very interesting piece that I skimmed, <laughs> but I think, I mean, they do, they do have, they do have, they're right. They're right. There are movies like star girl. That's going to be on Disney plus that, you know, 10 years ago probably would have either a not been made or B been released around this time. And then there's Mulan, which is getting released in theaters. We'll actually get a pushback, uh, announced today. But it's, it's getting it's getting released in theaters, whereas Lady and the Tramp, which is another remake, both remakes of classic Disney movies, did not. So where where do you draw a line? It's it's something that's gonna the one that's gonna make money, uh, like the or the they mentioned the movie Noel. I was just thinking about that from Disney Plus. Uh, I think I think that movie was already on hold for a little bit. There are movies that or like the New Mutants. They could easily Disney could easily put that on Hulu. Like well, like it was rumored to a year ago when it when uh, when the deal finalized for the Fox. For the Fox assets, you know these. I mean, I don't know. This is a, this is tricky, and I might kind of ex, uh, side with the the movie companies on this one, uh, which was definitely the first time. But when in an age full of never ending, seemingly never ending movies and TV shows that just keep getting made and made, uh, Quibi's coming out in a month with 50 shows on day one and movie shows and movies on day one. And it's going to have, you know, 400 things by next year. Uh, and they're all 10 minutes long, <laughs> quick bites. Um, it's, it's also, it's all interesting to see, uh, now that we live in this age of the golden era of television. Uh, I think about this all the time because it's, it's, it's when you sit down like take take a look at this. You sit down to deliberately watch an episode of Lauren Harris for you. You gotta go to Hulu, you gotta watch it there. Um but Parasite came out in theaters and you know, I could be the person to rent it like I did. <laughs> and it could be sitting in my in my uh, Google Play Movies <laughs> account. And I might have four more days to watch it because I rented it a month ago. <laughs> or and or I could go to the theater because it's still playing at the Landmark Cinema Theaters down the street, and I could go there and pay $11 to see it. Um, but, the, but the reason it's in theaters, the reason it got released in theaters in the per- first place, is that it's going to make... They, there was a foresight by whoever put it out. Who put it? I don't know. Focus Features, not Fox. Uh, whoever put out Parasite <laughs> by the distributor, they saw that it was going to be an Oscar season, Oscar-worthy movie. That's why it came out in the fall. And that's why it got nominated. And that's why they make the money. But you don't know that about what was that movie with Kelsey Grammer and Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, Kelsey Grammer movie. It was on Netflix and it was called fought like father came out two years ago, bombed. Um, obviously Netflix did not see, well, yeah, let's take Netflix. Netflix did not see that movie was going to, you know, make waves. But The Irishman or the other movies they had, Roma, right? Yeah. So it's all very interesting. I'm trying to I'm trying to move on through this. Uh, speaking of movies, this comes from Variety. Online screeners more than or more trouble than DVD screeners. So. Uh, if you're in, if you're in the academy, television or uh, whatever, if you're in the academy, you get screeners. 
screeners or DVDs or online links, uh, but mostly DVDs that you get of TV shows and movies and music and stuff sent to your home. And it's, it's a disc. You get to keep it forever, but you get, but you get, it helps you. It's a four year consideration. It helps you choose if you want to vote for that movie or TV show or song to be put into the Oscars, Emmys or Golden Globes or whatever. Oscars, Emmys, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, another gold glove. So last year, screeners were a people were getting way too many of them. They're getting the same show, and they were coming in these giant boxes. Like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel one came in a big pink suitcase that no one has use for, and also it's a show on Amazon. So <laughs> who needs screeners for that? Um, and it's just taking up space and wasting plastic and destroying, and then also destroying the environment. So too much stuff destroying the environment. So. People are saying, the companies are saying, we need to start going digital. However, no one would go digital because if you have a link, then you're most likely not going to watch it. But if you have a physical DVD, you're gonna you're gonna see that thing sitting on your mantle. You're gonna go, I want to, I gotta watch Parasite. <laughs> I have four days left, counting today, so maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, but nobody wanted to take the initial step because. Yeah, because of that. Okay, so now this comes from Variety, written by Michael Schneider. The TV TV Academy's Emmy screener ban is here to help the planet, but not necessarily the wallet. So once the theory was that companies, if they stop making, because oh, to make the DVDs, to make for the screeners, you have to go to a special company who will print the DVDs and they'll make them the way you want them with the suitcases and all that stuff, and then they'll ship them out for you. And that costs a lot of money. But as we've learned, it's still costly to even do it digitally. Uh, this comes from one awards uh, executive at a major outlet. A lot of them has not to be named. Uh, it's really costly. Oh, the XFL canceled the regular season. Wow. Gee, even at Christmas. I think they're all still getting paid, right? I think that's what I heard. League is committed to, pay, to playing full season in 2021 in future years. All players will be paid the base pay for 2020. Good. As for your consideration, oh, as Emmy for your consideration season gets underway, the TV network studios and streamers are putting finishing touches on their 2020 award campaigns. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, anyway, there it's cost money to host the servers and stuff. If you don't have your own streaming platform, uh, like Netflix, like Amazon, like Hulu, and you're putting your shows up, it's going to cost money for you to make your own streaming thing to put it up there. And to also host all that stuff, like a typical, a typical campaign like this will cost around one million, and then it can go up from there. I think last year Netflix spent like fifteen or something, something crazy stupid. Under the previous rules, networks and studios were required to pay the Academy fees of two hundred dollars per episode per peer group, which is currently under number twenty nine, up to a flat rate of two thousand dollars per episode. To include a show on a DVD screener, and you might as well. When, I mean, when you're nominating, <laughs> you know, a show, you might as well put the entire season on there. So, program category, and it just gets more costly from there. Categories cost four thousand dollars, and then you know you got two hundred dollars per episode. So you're just, and so you're putting in, you know, a show that could be limited series or drama. Your actors are drama, you know, whatever. Um, and then you only get one chance to do this. 
One chance. Not throwing in my shot. Uh, Broadway got canceled. Okay. So, screeners are still expensive, even if you're doing them digitally. And listen. The coronavirus is affecting things. I told you I was going to get to this. I got a couple more minutes left. Um, this comes from Vox, written by Eliza Barkley and Dylan Scott. Uh, this is a very interesting article. I want to. I'm not going to go over it too much. Just want to skim it. Uh, How canceled events and self quarantine save lives in one chart. And it's a well written piece, like I said. But they're ta- they're the the crux of it is they're showing a curve. And if we don't tackle it in a way that needs to be tackled, if we continue to allow, you know, E3s and Comic-Cons and uh, Coachellas, (laughs) Coachellas, if we continue to allow that stuff, uh, the mass gatherings, then the cases are just going to expand rapidly. But if we start canceling this stuff now, we'll be preemptive about it. They're, the cases are going to level out and hopefully they'll get treated. It's not going to be any faster, but those cases will level out. Um, this isn't the one I wanted to look at, but also this comes from Vox written by Alyssa Wilkinson. How the coronavirus outbreak is uh, roiling the film and entertainment industries. So a lot of, a lot more postponements have happened. K-pop shows, including BTS shows done. South by Southwest, Emerald City Comic Con, Con Film Festival, Coachella, uh, E3, NBA is done, NCAA is done. And then also movies have been postponed. Mulan, No Time to Die, Sonic the Hedgehog in China, Peter Rabbit 2 has been pushed back from, uh, it's truly the best place to put it. It's uh, Easter release to August. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2, which is not needed. Uh <laughs> Fast 9, which is slated to be released next year, is almost being pushed back a full calendar year to 2021. A bunch of other movies for China as well. Uh, TV show productions, including Russian Doll, Morning Show, Riverdale, Amazing Race, and Survivor. Mission Impossible production delayed. Jeopardy, Will of Fortune are not going to have any audiences. And then late night shows, of course, affected. And then Tom and Rita Wilson. I got that uh, alert for Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson last night, right before I went to bed. And uh, the New York Times just said, Tom Hanks and wife affected my coronavirus. And in my head, I was like, Rita Wilson? The famous Rita Wilson? Tom Hanks and the wife. Tom Hanks' wife. Um... This is good. I mean, this is this is truly it's it's a, it's a crazy time for everybody. Um, even now, I just heard something on ESPN. Just somebody on ESPN screaming out something about coronavirus. Um, they talk so loud on ESPN. This morning, when I got back from the gym, I turned on CBS this morning. Uh, first, ate my breakfast, and then I turned on CBS this morning before I get in the shower, so I can watch the uh, the, the close up segment, wherever they start the show out with, and. Uh, right when CBS This Morning came on, I saw Anthony DeCopo and the and the rest of the CBS This Morning gang. Gail was not there. Uh, and I saw them there, and they were standing in the Washington uh, bureau of the CBS, of CBS Studios. And I went, oh, my God, is that the Washington bureau? And they moved from New York. Apparently, two people that they work with at the CBS, network, uh, CBS News offices in New York 
had the coronavirus <laughs> and they mentioned it at the top like hey we gotta do a deep cleaning <laughs> wonderful wonderful <laughs> truly this is this is i wonder how the industry is going to bounce back from this because if we're, we're Concerts can obviously be pushed back. You can always tour next year. Um, but movies, this is, you know, obviously people with, with real jobs, you know, with corporate jobs and uh, taking care of kids and the elderly and stuff, that is, that's got to be handled. Um, and, you know, the government wants to do tax breaks and all that stuff. However, I got stuff touching my face. However, when it comes to the entertainment industry, when things are planned out, like Peter Rabbit 2, released on April, in April for Easter, you know, the perfect time for it, being pushed back to August. Obviously, it's like, they could hold it for a year. Um, I just want to see it released on April, I think that's, uh, on Easter. I think that's a funny thing. Um, I mean, this, is, this really affects the bottom line for these movies. And the reason why it's being pushed back is, I think it's mostly because of China. Like, wouldn't it... I just closed the article, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it, cause that's where you make most of your money is across season over China, but also, you know, keeping people, you know, sequestered, um, not sequestered <laughs> away, away from each other. You know, people at the gym, they stand, they stand so close when they, when they work out and everybody's like, it's always so close. And I always like branch off by myself cause I don't want anybody near me cause I'm doing like cleans and stuff. I would, I've been ahead of the curve for years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a single guy, but I've been ahead of the curve for years. I, but I really do wonder how this is going to affect the bottom line. Listen, if you like what you heard here, because these shows have to, before I, before I hang up, these shows have to air. Um, Survivor has to air. The Amazing Race has to air. Riverdale has to air. The rest of the Riverdale season is going to be in uh, a school gym, and they're all going to be six feet from each other, as per the CDC. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, com, where we've got interviews with your favorite comedians. Today, the time that this episode posts, I'm posting a very late interview with Christian A. Pierce from the Real Bros of Simi Valley. Uh, a lot of things happened. <laughs> And this is, that's why this episode is going up late. No, that episode, that thing is going up late. <laughs> nice guy. Anyway, and it was nothing about it. It was only about it. I just got pictures late. And then I also got, I also forgot about it <laughs> for about two weeks. <laughs> and it's a month old. So, uh, If you want to see a video version of this podcast, head on over to youtube.com slash people's comedy. Where you can also see news time, which is our premiere show premiere news show entertainment news show it's like the daily show except less funny i take one topic talk about it make it funny in the entertainment industry and follow us on twitter and instagram at people's comedy follow me on twitter instagram at chad black white like us on facebook rate and review us on apple Podcasts. tell your friends to subscribe and listen the show's great All right, bye.